Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Energy Analyst Talk. On the show today is Linda Giesica. Now, Linda, I understand ESAI issued the five-year outlook for transport fuels a few weeks ago. Let's start with a brief summary. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, of course, the pandemic is front and center to the early years of our outlook. It's ravaged demand for transport fuels this year. So we have an unprecedented 9.3 million barrel per day drop in total demand in 2020. And of that, about over 8 million barrels per day is just in transport fuels alone. So now the spread of the COVID-19 virus is accelerating globally. And this will not only prevent economies from returning to normal, but their recoveries will vary greatly depending on how well these outbreaks are managed. So obviously there's a lot of uncertainty behind any forecast at this point. And so we've had to make an assumption that a vaccine will become available in 2021, but its distribution will not be widespread, at least globally, until 2022. And so this delays the rebound in both the global economy and also in oil demand. So what does this mean for oil demand? Um, So looking forward, we do see a recovery in demand in 2021. We gained back over 5 million barrels per day on average, but it's not a full recovery. And because of the delay, this recovery is pushed into 2022 or maybe even 2023. So when it comes to total demand, we may not return to that 100 million barrel per day milestone that we reached in 2019 until possibly 2023. How does this marry up to longer term developments that were already on the horizon even before the pandemic? Yeah, that's that's what's interesting. So when we turn to the outer years, we're still seeing this greening of transport fuels. And by that, I mean environmental policies reducing fuel demand outright or it's meeting it with more biofuels. So we have gasoline and diesel demand returning to these pre-pandemic levels by 2022 and 2023, but further increases in transport fuels will be tempered. And then we have biofuels blending, which will be increasing over the next five years. And these policies benefit where we believe renewable diesel in particular. So what are you watching on a regional level? Well, let's start with the U.S. And here the election is a key factor to watch in our five-year outlook as the Biden presidency would usher in greener policy. Now, the impact of these would probably be more um, long-term. As an example, we could see an extension of the EV federal tax credit or a tightening of federal fuel efficiency standards post-2026. But we're also watching this, this tension between U.S. and China, the relationship, as it poses a major risk to our global demand forecast. Um, but that being said, we expect Chinese diesel and gasoline demand, especially diesel demand, to return to pre-pandemic levels by about 2021, 2022. Other Asian countries will vary in their recovery from this pandemic. So in general, hospital capacity and access to treatment and ultimately vaccines, as well as the feasibility for people to work from home, are all the factors that will decide how the economy and how mobility will recover. With a large informal sector and a lag in vaccine distribution, for example, India will recover more slowly. And then we're looking at the Middle East. So Iran's recession has been exacerbated by COVID-19 and Saudi Arabia has lost a lot of significant oil revenues. Here we're also watching the region's role as an airline transit hub, as we expect uh, to witness a new normal of reduced business travel and tourism. When we turn to, let's say, Latin America, it's been hit multiple directions by the pandemic and it faces, we believe, a long road to recovery especially in those countries that are dependent on tourism and on commodity exports. 
Now, this follows what's already been a really tough decade for that region, um, and that's primarily because of the situation in Venezuela. So we do expect Latin American fuel demand to grow through 2025, but it may only barely reach 2019 levels. And then we have Europe. And in Europe, it, it looks as if the COVID-19 virus is relatively under control. So our outlook assumes that there are some social distancing measures that will continue, and that we're going to see localized lockdowns as we're seeing currently in different parts of Europe and Spain. But European transport fuels were probably near pre-pandemic levels by 2022. So in this region, what we're really watching is environmental policy is a key determinant to our outlook. And how about transport fuels? And would you mind listing off what those are? Sure. Uh, we're loosely categorizing gasoline, olive diesel, um, jet caro, and fuel under transport fuels, even though a bit of diesel and fuel is used for non-transport purposes. So if you take these products and you add them up together, they reached 70 million barrels per day last year, which is a large portion of the oil market. So these products combined fell below 50 million barrels per day in April of this year which is what uh, a 30% decrease. And so we've probably seen them come back to 16 million barrels per day now. By next year, 65 million barrels per day on average. And then another strong increase in 2022, pushing it to 67 million barrels per day. But this is where it gets interesting. If these environmental policies slowly chip away at transport fuels, especially in Europe and the US, can these transport fuels claw back to where they were in 2019? So we believe they'll definitely get close to that level, but the question is, will they surpass it before transport fuels fall back into this long-term decline? You listed gasoline, diesel, jet, and fuel oil. Can you walk me through each of these transport fuels? Okay, Um, jet fuel, as we know, has been hardest hit by this pandemic, and it will also have a hard time recovering. So tourism will be constrained until the pandemic is under control and business travel may actually suffer a permanent hit. So jet fuel will remain 20% below the norm in 2021, and possibly a few percent lower even in 2025 when we compare to 2019. Gasoline demand in 2021 may still be 5% lower than 2019 levels. Now, this doesn't sound like much when you compare to jet fuel, where we're talking about 20% lower, but in terms of volume, it's about a million barrels per day. So the remainder of that demand that was lost could take another year to recover if we're considering unemployment and commuting patterns. So on that note, the pandemic's impact on commuting cuts two ways. So you've got the prevalence of working from home, but that's offset by awareness of using public transport, and that's on a global level. But equally important is the impact of fuel efficiency improvements and electrification that they're having on the auto sector. And this affects the outlook in the outer years. So let's now turn to diesel. That recovery depends on how the global economy pulls out of recession. So stalled economic activity in countries where the pandemic can only be partially controlled will weigh on global GDP. So let's take Asia, for example. Asian growth has been led by India and other developing countries in recent years, but the large informal sector the reduced working from home feasibility and the more limited capacity to develop and distribute a vaccine will affect their economic recovery, which means that diesel recovery will lag in these regions. So diesel's recovery to 2019 levels at a global level may take two years, which is similar to gasoline's pace. Great, thanks. And what else are you watching? Okay, well, for for diesel, we're actually watching the prevalence of e-commerce 
as it puts more trucks on the road. But then there's environmental policy, and, and the demise of diesel cars will cause demand to fall in Europe, even though a large portion of diesel demand is still used in trucking. And then in Asia, the role of China as an engine of growth for diesel has all but disappeared. Among the many factors, the country is attempting to move freight from truck to rail and water and has policies to promote cleaner new trucks. And last, we're looking at fuel demand. And to summarize it heavily, we expect a slight recovery in fuel demand through 2023 as global trade improves, but the inland uses are in long-term decline, especially in Asia. So how will the market respond? Well, this uneven recovery in product demand will cause distortions on the supply side. We're already seeing a large build in global gasoline and middle distance stocks, which means that refiners will need to be cautious when responding to that strengthening fuel demand through 2021 because of the inventory overhang and because of the weak recovery in jet fuel, and also because some regions such as Latin America and Africa will lag in their recovery. Now remember, these regions are typical destinations for European and US Gulf Coast product exports. Now, the challenge in the outer years is the stagnating growth because of the move to greener fuels in Europe and in the U.S. And at the same time, we have new refining capacity being added on in Asia and the Middle East. So again, to heavily summarize, gassing gas oil price spreads to crude will come under pressure after 2022, and European refiners will probably bear the brunt of the pressure, and this will cause them to turn down runs and ultimately also to mothball capacity. Well, it's certainly a difficult time to forecast with the spread of the pandemic not yet under control. That being said, that was an excellent and thorough overview, and we certainly appreciate you giving us the highlights from the five-year outlook. Thanks, Linda. You're welcome. Thanks, Jake. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.